Nice. Can you hear me? Yes. All right, cool. cool. All right, perfect, perfect. All right, cool. I'm going to start it right now. Awesome. Welcome to another episode of the Forgotten Life Podcast with Joseph. Uh, here today with a special guest, uh, my brother Zach. How's it going, Zach? All good. Going really well here. First timer on the podcast. Uh, you guys know I've had my brother on the podcast before. Our other brother there. But this is uh, Zachary's first time. Um, so I told you guys last week we were, I was going to try to get him on. And uh, we finally agreed to a time and it worked for us. We're going to hop on yesterday, but uh, both of us got kind of busy. And, uh, let me know if I'm yelling at you too much, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, so looking to uh, kind of talk about a lot of stuff today. Kind of We're, we're going to talk about the NBA as well as the NFL. Uh, topics it's going to be about just uh, with new CBA, how that kind of looks for current rosters. Um, kind of do it a little backwards, right? We're going to look at, you know, rosters. Like, we're, we're, we're going to look at players now. Um, I, I, and I'm going to list off players now um, who would not have made the requirement to earn their max, but are earning their max right now. And then we're going to look at uh, the, uh, you know, rosters in the NBA right now to see who exactly uh, is going to qualify for that, you know, max under the new CBA. Um, I don't think it's going to be a lot, but, you know, we'll see. And, you know, maybe, maybe we'll be surprised. Um, but, um, and then the, yeah, also talk about the, uh, Garland news, although Brian Windhorst kind of, you know, knocked it down. Uh, I, I kind of want to bring in a debate here, uh, Garland versus Dame, who would you rather have, right. In terms of trade capital, um, and then free agency, as well as the NFL, um, anywhere you want to tar- start off Zachary in particular, or, or do you want me to just call and follow suit and you just kind of follow along? Yeah, I can follow along. Let's go. Um, let's go with that. All right, cool. All right, cool. So the uh, NBA owners, uh, and we could agree to disagree with who won the new CBA, uh, you know, being signed just today. Uh, but we heard about it already, uh, you know, in in, in April. But uh, pretty much uh, teams uh, are now uh, having to kind of be more uh, strategic on the way of the, uh, the the way of their spendings. Um, and also try to be more strategic on who they give maxes to. Uh, we've seen already teams just kind of go crazy in terms of giving up players for not the same value that you would think, you know, such as Jordan Poole, uh, Bradley Bill. Uh, so, you know, before we get into the comparison or anything uh, about what's going on with the max, I, I just want to hear your thoughts, Zachary, on the max. Do you believe that this is a good thing for the NBA? Does it add parity to the league? Uh, even though I think the league already had it, or do you believe that this is going to be something where the NBA is going to kind of regret doing? Man, that's a that's a challenging question because, in theory, I think the the idea behind it is probably positive, but we're going to really see. Uh, I mean, oftentimes we see, I don't know, there's what thirty NBA owners. But ten of them, at least, are probably uh, doing the bare minimum just to uh, put a roster together for their fans. Um, and you do have like the the Lakers and the Warriors and uh, the Clippers now with Bomber and uh, the Suns. You're seeing them like spend a whole bunch of money uh, to try to be super competitive. So we're gonna. I really think we're just we gotta let time t- really tell us what's uh, how to how to really answer that. So. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point. I mean, only time's gonna tell us what who who kind of is going to um um you know get the kind of it's 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 more of a the way I see it is is the owners were tired of spending of 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 having to spend uh money like a lot of it 
right? And uh, there wasn't anyone around for them to spend the money on if they didn't have a max player. So, like, you look at, like, the Heat a couple years ago when they were just spending money on people. They didn't want to play Dwayne Wade, but they, but, but the money that they were going to pay to Dwayne Wade, they ended up giving it to Tyler Johnson. So, yes, yeah. so when you look at that and, and, and you look at it like oh, – even, well, I mean, I don't want to cut you off, but yeah, even, Bradley, even Bradley Bill, if you look at Bradley Bill's contract, everyone looked, you're like, wait, this guy got, you know, what, 250, 300, whatever it was, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on his contract. And it's like, is he really – like that good um to warrant that type of salary and a year later he gets traded for second round picks he tells us there's not too many people out there that wanted to pay that much money for that production of a player yeah and and i think guys like russell westbrook i'm just reading off the list right now i mean we got russell westbrook he's the second highest player player last year like wow yeah exactly on a on an annual basis obviously steph curry number one but steph curry you know, there's guys in here that like you're not gonna you're not gonna move away, right? Tobias Harris is on this list in terms of top twenty. Uh, you spin. Do you see what Tobias just came out and said? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, only certain guys can do what he can do. But I'm I'm paying someone ten million dollars to do what he does. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna be spending. And and now teams, like I think I remember last I remember a couple years ago, uh, Kimball Walker was up for a max deal, and um, Michael Jordan let him walk. And I think that was kind of like the that turning point for owners. And even though you know, I'm not saying Michael Jordan is the a guru owner by any means. He was one of the worst owners uh, we've seen, you know. Um, but um, I think that was a turning point for a lot of teams because a lot of small markets were like, "Wait, we don't have to play our franchise players. Like, we can let them walk and go somewhere else." And you know, case in point with Westbrook, you know, uh, you know, getting that big contract from OKC and then them trading him, I think his second, third year into that contract, right? And he's been on team after team after team, just you know, being an untradeable asset. So um it's a it's it's a tough one. And then and then you got guys and, and then what, what you're gonna do to, to piggyback on that, what you're gonna have is NBA agents are going to actually do their job. <laughs> yeah. Gone are the days where you just come in, hey, my guy made an all-star, he made an all-defensive team, so he gets X dollars, and you guys just got to sign up for this because that's what everyone does. Now it's going to be negotiations, and do you really want to spend that extra three, four million per year? You know, um, so it should be an interesting time, and I, I do think for agency is probably going to get better. Um, you might have better players, better talent out. Yeah, and 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 to uh, kind of uh, you know kind of transition over to, right? Oh, can you hear me? It's like, I'm not. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, I'm not a match player. <laughs> you said what? Sorry, sorry. I didn't. I I missed that last part. I think you cut out a little DeAndre, bit. A player like DeAndre Ayton, if we look at his contract, yeah, here in three years, four years, whatever it is, is he a max player? I think he's gonna find out. No, I'm not a max player. You know, so that's that should be pretty interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good point, and 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 it's a good place for us to kind of segue over to in terms of what we were looking at. Like, um, I guess let's let's kind of go backwards from what I originally said. Let's kind of let's kind of look at players now. Look at look at rosters now and see who's going to actually qualify for the new max deal, right? We're you know, you just can't make a first team, second team, third team, and 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 get that max anymore. You have to play a certain amount. You have to meet a certain criteria. You have to play sixty-five games. That's that's the number one thing you have to do, right? You have to make a you have to make an All NBA team, All NBA defensive, All NBA, um, 
you know, um, um, it, all, all, I guess all NBA team, uh, just because that's, that, that, that's the name of it. But if you go down the list, like, let's look at, let's, let's look at the, um, let's kind of look at it, right? Let's look at, look, look at the Warriors, right? We're looking at the Warriors. Let's, let's just start there and kind of work our way into just the stars, right? Where Steph Curry, you know, he's kind of a, a guy who's not going to be in this category anyways, because he's a, has an extension until I think 26. Uh, but, um, a guy like, Kaminga, right? Let's say Kaminga has like an outbreak season. I'm sorry, a breakout season, right? And he, you know, makes the first team all all, all NBA defense. He's up for a contract extension next next offseason. Do you think the Warriors are going to pay a guy like that if he meets all the criteria? Wow. So we're saying, assuming Kaminga qualifies for the max, would he? Would the Warriors go out and say, okay, we'll give you the max because you earned it? Yeah. I think with the roster construction that they have coming up, what I think Clay's up too next year, right? Clay's up too. Clay's a free agent as well. Clay's going to be up next. Um, like it or not, Chris Paul's going to be up next year. Um, so I, I like what I, I got to see the dollar value because I mean, and see, because I think they're already like over that second apron, they're trying to stay under there. So you might see like player movement if Kaminga's having that type of season. That's where you might want to see Draymond Clay lead the Warriors to kind of res- so they can pay him that dollar value that he's going to receive. Uh, so I don't know if necessarily if that's what the Warriors are wanting, which could be why Kerr hasn't been playing them as many minutes. So uh, that's going to be a tough one. If if you have one of these young guys comes out and balls out and deserves a, a huge contract. I mean, I mean, we're seeing it right now with with the Lakers and Austin Reeves. I mean, I, I hate to bring the Lakers up, but you guys know I have to every day on this podcast. But you see, I, I mean, but you see it right now with, with with Austin Reeves. I I mean, we saw you know I guess last year with Jordan Poole as well, if you want to take it that way. But with Austin Reeves, like he's up for a early bird rights, right? Where his max is going to be, I think, fifty four or fifty six thousand. I'm sorry, fifty six million for the Lakers to sign. But the Lakers can match up to ninety eight million dollars because that's what another team can offer him, right? And the Lakers are going to be in a tough spot for next season because if they do give him, like, let's say the let's say the Rockets offer him the ninety eight million dollars, and you know they 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 match it next season, they're going to have less cap space to sign more free agents because let's say let's say even LeBron does retire, right? Let's say LeBron retires, and you know they they ha- they have cap locked up for Reeves, for Rui, for all these other guys, AD. You know, he's going to get a max deal making 40 plus million dollars. So all that cap space teams are going to have to kind of strategically work their way around. Um, I think one of the I think one of the uh, things the teams I want to talk about with you uh, are the Bucks, because the Bucks just happen to have Middleton kind of opt out of his deal. Right. And Middleton's not an all star, but and he would not qualify under this new apron uh, if he uh, actually. No, I don't think you. Oh, actually, maybe because he's ten years. He's ten years. But yeah, what do you think about Middleton? What do you think? How do you think with the new CBA, right? Because Drew Holiday, they um, must have told. I'm sorry, but they must. In my opinion, they must have told. They must have told this guy, "Hey, if you opt in, we're going to trade you." It would be uh, good for teams because it's a one year contract. I think what forty million dollars, something like that, that he opted out of. I think, so, yeah, it, I think it was like 37. Right? And I, so, I mean, the dollar value just from the playoffs games we saw this this past season, 
Middleton lost a little bit. And I, I think that the Bucks need some type of reshape. Like they, they got to do something um, to, to improve their roster because this is just not a championship level at this point. So to your point, Middleton, goodbye. Um, and we'll, we'll see what they end up doing because they're probably going to look at trading for somebody. Or yeah. Signing somebody. yeah, I agree with you there. I, I think another interesting point that we should have hit off when we're talking about the Warriors was, was the Draymond Green situation. Obviously, he's kind of a similar situation as Middleton, right, where um, I think there's a market for Middleton. I do. I mean, I just think that there's a teams who are there. They need veteran like like the Rockets, for example, if they get if they can bring Middleton in, right, have a veteran presence. Even if he is a guy who's going to be getting 30, 30 minutes, 35 minutes a game, he's going to be worth that max money. Right. And they could do it. I was reading a report today where they may do this for for uh, Fred Van Fleet, where that they would offer him two years, 80 million dollars for 40 million dollars per season over just two seasons. And doing something like that is very, very strategic and very smart because you have a guy where he's a veteran. He's won an NBA championship. You have a coach who has gotten to the championship at his first year. You have a really good young core, right? The, the Rockets have probably one of the best young cores out of all NBA teams right now besides OKC. And um, you bring in a guy who knows how to win. You kind of help him build up that culture you're trying to build. And then you can kind of play around with the money you have with these guys still on rookie deals. I think that's the route that teams are going to go because and, – and second-round picks are becoming more valuable than before because – you have the ability to get these guys if they blow up. You can get them on early bird rights and not give them a full max because they're a a uh, second round pick. So, um, do you think that teams? Do you think first round picks? I guess one one question I have is: Do you think first round picks, like for example OKC, for example, do you think what they're doing? They have like fifteen first round picks over the next like five six drafts, right? Do you think what they're doing is smart? Or do you think it's going to kind of bite them in the butt because they have all these guys who could potentially become max players and it's going to drive them over their cap and they can't afford any of them? Well, I think what you're going to have, this is just my opinion now, right? I think you're just going to have the teams like Thunder with all these first round draft picks. They'll put people in positions where uh, Giddy, instead of getting 35 minutes, whatever he's playing a game now, he might play 32, 28 minutes a game. They're not going to give you the chance to earn that max. To earn that max, come back to NFL, and they're going to have other first round picks that are ready to play as well, who aren't as good, but they're pretty darn close. And that's what I think. As an individual player, I would be worried about. Yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing. And 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 um, you know, one thing that that we're not talking about too on that same note as as players is the different type of maxes you qualify for after you reach a certain year in the league, right? Like after you reach 10 years, you, 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 uh, you know, you, you get that, yeah, you get, that, yeah. that higher max value contract, like, like Anthony Davis, for example, is coming up with one for one. Uh, we saw Steph Curry get, you know, get that, you know, extension last season. So when you, uh, when you talk about that in terms of from like a player's point of view, you're not going to get those same opportunities anymore. Like Jalen Brown, if they knew that this new CBA was coming up, there's no way they would have made Jalen Brown the player that he is. Boston, I'm talking about, right? Or, would you agree to that, or do you think that they would have still been with the same? No, you to your point, right? You can see a world a world where teams will go to Jalen and say, "Hey, you're sitting tonight. 
we've, we see that already with the, the, the structure the way it was. Or you can go see them saying, hey, Tatum, we need you to shoot the ball more, not pass it as much, because we want you to get the dollars versus paying, you know, another player on the team. I could easily see a world where that where that happens, especially on bad rosters. <clears throat> what do you think teams do? Like uh, teams would. Oh, sorry. Were you still talking? Sorry, I didn't. I, no, I, I I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about that. I've never thought about that until you said it. And I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty wild. Well, you made me think about it because what you said, and then I kind of related back to the NFL. And, you, you know, you look at all these NFL players like Antonio Brown, uh, Rob Gronkowski, um, all these guys come out publicly and say like, hey, like these, these, you know, there are times Kelsey. where like Kelsey, even Kelsey. Yeah. You know, there are times yeah. where these guys where they don't target you because they don't want to pay you that that bonus that you might get if you get five more yards or, you know, five more catches in that game. So they'll so they'll rest you, you know, so you won't earn that incentive. Um, I want to kind of still be on talking about the contracts, um, but um, what do you what do you think the do you think the NBA should re? Oh, well, it's a, it's a two part question, right? What do you think teams should do with bad contracts that they have right now, a la Ben Simmons? And then, do you think the NBA should have the ability to kind of step in if a player doesn't meet the uh, terms of a contract in terms of games bring back played? the amnesty? I, 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 I believe that that's what's missing what? in the NBA. Personally, you have a dream about Lou Alding or something. Yeah, well, well, here's the thing. I think uh, when the uh, when the, when the Lakers did what they did, I think it kind of ruined everything for me as a fan to to see players get paid. I was just always be players get paid, but then but then Mozgov and Lou Alding got paid to kind of just play five games a season and kind of ruin things. And then Ben Simmons, that's what he does. So uh, when you, as a if you're the Nets. And 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 this is a this is a we hate the Nets on this podcast. But if you're the Nets, right? What do you think you do as a team? Um, who is? I mean, you have this guy for the next two seasons, and he's making seventy-seven million dollars. I'm looking at his contract right now, seventy-eight million dollars. He's making thirty-seven I'll, I'll next year, forty. I'll ask, I'll ask you, what do you do with them? Well, me personally, there's a lot of value in these NBA teams. There's a lot of value in these one-year contracts. So if you could move Ben Simmons to, like, let's say the Spurs, a team with, like, a lot of cap space, where they're not in a win-now mode. They're in a rebuilding mode. So they may be able to take on this cap space to kind of make it so they have a way for him to either play, right, or if he doesn't play, it's not really doing anything against them because, like, they're not going to win. They're not trying to – They're, I mean, they're trying to win, but they're not going to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm a team like the Spurs, I would I would, I would, I would reach out to the, the, the Nets and be like, hey, you know, we'll take on that contract. Just give us a first-round pick back. We'll take on the contract, we'll, you know, and we'll, you know, we'll give you one of our players. They got, like, $60 million in open caps. They can do that. I, that, I mean, that's just something that I think – I would call around the league to see if teams interested. I would pair Ben Simmons with a first round pick, like a protected first round pick, maybe protect up to like 10, like, like a lottery protection. And then from there, you're able to kind of still, you know, give them away, but you're not showing all your hand at once because you could still, you know, get, get a lottery pick. That's what I would do personally. You touched on something that is, is a real pain in my rear end. I'm not going to lie to you that protected first round picks. The NBA needs to do away with that, but we can go. We we can do that on another on another day. No, nah, I mean no. I mean yeah, we can talk about that another day because I mean this this let's use the Suns for example. Those guys, they got so many protect. They got 
they got the pick swaps, the the, the protection picks, all this stuff. Um, okay, so let's transition over. I think we kind of touched on that, the CBA talk. Let's uh, kind of transition over to um, this Damian Lillard situation. Um, well, first off, are you tired of it? Are you kind of like, you know what, Who's keep it going? Who is not tired of it? Okay, okay, okay. Just want to make sure because, you know, I want to read the room. You know, there's some people who are like, you know, it's okay if, if Dan gets talked about. You know, it's okay. I'm on the, I'm a, I'm, I'm a he guy. He talks about it. I just don't like how he he makes it how he makes it like he is like the uh like he's a victim. Like he's choosing this situation and he doesn't I, I feel like he doesn't make it known that he's choosing the situation. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. What are your what are your thoughts on the from from if you're if, if you're Jim Cronin, you know, the Blazers uh GM, what are you doing? What would you do? Well, right now you have a guy in Damian Lillard who, when he plays, your arena is probably filled. And when he plays, you know for 82 games, you have a chance at winning every single night when he plays. He's that good of a talent. Is that fair to say, or would you disagree? I would agree. Now, in the playoffs – it's a different story. I don't think that he is good enough to beat Steph, uh, Booker, who else is out there in the West? LeBron, uh, Jokic, uh, Paul George, and Kawhi. Right. So now you're mm-hmm. you're pushing the the roster down. KD, Booker, right? right? It's like so. Really, you have to know your team and what is your goal. Is our goal here to? win games and become like a first round exit or do we want to compete for a championship or do we want to watch the young guys as a GM? I personally, if I was a GM, I'd want to see what this scoot kid has because he's already talking. Oh, zero's already taken. I'll wear a double zero. Yeah. That was, I I think, I think that was a a slide at Dame. I I really do. uh, It seems like he's got some confidence. uh, So I'd want to let double zero go. You know, I want to see what he can do. Yeah. Um, but having Dame be the the primary ball handler is going to, I feel like, stunt his growth. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think uh, it's a, I think it's an easy situation that they're making tough. Like they can't win with Dame right now. So while Dame is in a time, like let's just, I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna read you off Damian Lillard's contract. I'm All looking right. at it now. Are you looking at it right now? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to read up to, uh, to the audience, though, so how people can know. So, Damian Lillard just came off a year where, where he made $42.4 million. Uh, 2023-2024, next season, he's making 45.6. The following year, he's making 48.7. Then he's making 58.5. And then he has a player option uh, for 63.2. Now, let's do some math right here. There's only one year where it makes sense to trade him. And that year is this year, $45.6 million he has right now right, in his pocket where you can trade that as a, as an asset. So while you have that, right. And he's 32, 33, I think I want to say he's in a prime of his career where he is able to get traded where he's a, where he's able to have, he has value right now. He's one of the top players in this league. He hasn't played a full season in a while. I can't remember the last time he played a full season. He he's, he, he's dealt with ab abdomen abdomen pain uh for two of the last four seasons 
And then last year he went down and then just rested them. They, 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 I don't know what happened with them. I, I don't know, but um, there is a, so my thinking is this, right? Forget the seats being filled. I, I, people are going to come to the games no matter what. It's, it's Portland. What else is there to do in Portland? So, well, this in Portland. No, I'm just, come on, let's be honest. They got, I mean, let's, let's be honest though. Like, what is there to do in Portland besides drink beer, watch basketball? And, you know, I don't know, whatever, hunt. So, um, but like, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying though. Like you, you have the opportunity to kind of rebuild, but not re, but, but not start from scratch can because I, you, 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 you I have your chess piece. Yeah. I want to chime in. Is this, for what the trades we've seen this off season, um, the ones that come to mind, Bradley Bill was traded for yeah. second round, second round picks. Uh, Jordan Poole traded for, uh, an expiring 38 year old point guard's contract. Um, ju- call, um, the dude John Collins, guy, yeah, Collins is traded for second round picks. Don't don't like, forget about Rudy Gay. Come on, don't, don't, don't oh, I'm don't, sorry, Rudy, Rudy Gay. Gay. I didn't even know he was in the NBA still. Yeah, I didn't so either. That, that was pretty cool to see. Uh, someone from my high school time still playing. I, th- I thought that was pretty neat. Um, but yeah, and then you got this guy. Uh, Damian Lillard. I mean, I feel like is he going to be traded for more? Like, uh, who's, well, this contract's huge. So We're get sixty million dollars here in uh, three years. Yeah. So there's some. There's been some. There's been some trade packages, and I'll bring up. I'll bring up some. You know, okay, while, while while we just talk about it, but there's been some trade offers that I've seen. Um, where it makes sense, like like the Miami trade, it makes it makes a little bit of sense. Like you got Lowry included, you have uh, Hero included. Although those reports, how that... does that how does that help the? We said we want to give the ball to Scoot, and we're going to bring in Lowry, another point guard. Well, we're going to bring in Hero, another point guard. How does this the the idea is you don't the idea is you don't give up. I mean, you're not you're not you're trying to lose. Like you're like like you're trying to rebuild. You're in a rebuild mode if you give up Damian Lillard. You're not in a win now mode. But like, the right problem now, I have, the problem so, I have with Lillard. You're you get the third pick with Lillard. Yeah, exactly. Which, which yeah, yeah ex- that's my point. Exactly. Why would you? So why now we're going to you... trade him. We're trying to. I would trade him with the hopes of Scoot Henderson, Scoot Henderson, becoming my primary ball handler. The trade you're suggesting, and I've seen it in the media as well. You're making the matters worse. You're bringing in two guards for one, in an already team that already has too many guards. But the I think I think the biggest question that we're not asking ourselves is can the Blazers win right now? Let's say they get Draymond Green. Is that gonna make them a top five team in the Western Conference? The answer is no, in, in my opinion. No. But do you think so? If they bring in kid is, it could be. The school kid's nice. I think right? he's nice. I, I think people are I think people are um disrespecting his shooting ability. I think I really do. I don't care about his percentage in the G League Unite. I saw him go go toe to toe with Victor Wimbayana and drop forty almost. So like, and he made like he made like four or six threes that game. So the kid has the ability to shoot the ball. I don't think that Scoot is a guy who can play with another ball dominant player though. Like like Anthony Simmons, a great catch and shoot guy, but he's a but he can also create his own shot. Anthony Simmons is a guy where. He's good. Now, now, now. Okay, so let's 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 not talk about training. Let's talk about keeping Dame. 
If they keep Dame, I think Anthony Simmons is, is a guy. Sam Simon, sorry, Anthony Simmons is a guy that you have to maybe trade. Right, you have to think about trading him. If they if they keep Dame, you have to think about trading Anthony Simmons and see what you can get for him. No or yes. Well, I think the. I mean, I, you just don't trade just for the sake of trading. You try to move them and see what you can get for them. The the problem with their roster is, if you're playing the Lakers. You have nobody that can line match up with LeBron at the moment, right? Yeah, that's you have facts. nobody. Um, the Hach- Huchimara, Hachimari, whatever his name is. Sorry, Hachimari. Hachimari, I butchered your name. Hachimara, okay. you have no one that can guard that guy right now. Like, that's the problem. Like that's the, if they play the Nuggets, they have no one to guard. Um, Porter. I mean, they got Jeremy Grant. They got Jeremy Grant. Well, he's not on the roster right now. He's a free agent, right? Oh, I mean, they're gonna resign him back. I, I'm pretty sure. So I mean, they resign him. I mean, they haven't resigned him yet. Yeah, playing defenders. It's hard. You tried to already do the whole six three point guard, six three shooting guard, and you saw you got to the Western Conference and you couldn't beat the Warriors without Durant. So we know how that ended. So I mean, I, you need size. So if they can trade Simons for uh, a wing, like an OG Odenobi uh, guy, someone like that makes That'd sense. That'd be nice. But outside, I mean, you're not trading just a trade. I mean, Ra- Raptors ain't trading nobody though. The, the, that's the babyest <laughs> team in the world. They, they, I don't now, get now. I, the, I think the player though that you could look at this is where I'm like the uh, player that fits this criteria, Paul George. Could you, scoop. Out, could you go out and get a Paul George? Keep Scoot. They. Even. Apparently there were reports where the Clippers offered them Paul George for uh Scoot, like well for the number three pick. Well, um, pick we would presume they would have guarded they, they would have drafted. Yeah. So that's something to think about. It's like because they do need some if you're gonna rebuild, obviously you're gonna rebuild, if you're gonna retool and try to go for a title with them, you're gonna need a wing. I just don't think that Mikel Bridges would be the perfect player, I think. It, but even then, I don't think he honestly. Chris Middleton would be nice there too. So you can, like Chris Middleton just, would be nice, but Chris like, nice is there. Chris Middleton good enough to like? Is he good enough to ball out though? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess he's won a championship before. He did have Giannis he's, though, but um, and he's still going to be the second, possibly on nights if you keep Scoot, third option, right? Like that's the like that's that's the, he's I guess in the same role that he's in with Bucks right now. But with a different player, you know, Dame versus Giannis. But it's just it's it, it. I think it can be done. It's just challenging. But they haven't really. They, the Blazers don't really have a bad roster like that. Bad of a roster. Well, at- and then and then one guy we're not missing is 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 a uh, Shaden Sharp. He's a baller as well. He's, he's nice too. Yeah, great guy. He he he's not a good defender. But that type of stuff you can develop because he does play with a lot of effort and a lot of hard work. Um. I want to touch on the NFL um, while we got some time because we, we only got a couple minutes left here. Um, what are some – what are your – do you have any NFL hot takes you want to kind of get out the way while we got some time? Or the Chiefs are going undefeated. Uh, do you really believe that or is that something that you are just saying? I really believe it. I really believe it. It's just – I feel like the Chiefs – there's such a gap right now between the Chiefs and the next team. And – what else is there to do? I mean, while Kelsey's still in his um, receiving Brian. the most targets on the team, you got to go for a title. You got to go for that record, you know, because 
life after Kelsey, we don't know what it's going to look like. What who who would you say? What what would you say if you're okay? So you're the you're the coach of those Chiefs, and I guess you kind of said it already, but I kind of want to ask you just from a team perspective, what is a goal that you would have? I mean, besides going undefeated, but like, what would you want Mahomes to kind of shoot for, right? Let's just talk about individual stuff, right? He won an MVP. He's won the MVP. He's won Super Bowl MVPs. He's 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 thrown for the most passing yards. He's thrown for the most passing touchdowns. What are some things like we like one thing I want to see from Mahomes, and I guess I can go first already. Sorry, but one thing I want to see him. I want to see a sixty yard. I want to see a sixty plus touchdown passing season from him. I think he can do it. And I think sometimes they shoot themselves in the foot where they kind of like draw it out in the second half after they kind of go up big in the first half. But um, I think I think they can go. I think they can do that. I mean, I don't know. What would you say to that? And then what would you say you would want to see from Mahomes that, that you haven't seen from him this year? I mean, this season. I think Mahomes is. Um, hey, sis, the, the, I think Mahomes. When I think of him, I think of Ruby's cube. Rubik's there's people cube. out there that can solve the Rubik's cube in seconds. There's people that can just play around with it, like you know, play with their food, and then you know, I'll I'll resolve it after an hour or two. Like it's really up to him on when he wants to solve it. So when you go into the regular season, you look at the games. I think he's comfortable winning games 10-0, 7-0, like whatever it needs to be done. Yeah. So I don't think he'll get to the point where it's needed for him to throw you know, 60 touchdowns, that's going to be the challenge because I think he just, I think it's more than regular season. I'm not trying to like uh, belittle the opponent or anything. It's just, I, just watching on TV, this guy is freaking talented as heck. Is there any guy that you would say that you're looking out for, you know, just NFL wise that you're like super excited to watch? Or is there any guy that you're kind of like, like, oh, I can't wait to see him play. Is, is there anyone that kind of meets your uh, criteria for that? I mean, I know Mahomes is kind of your uh, – Yeah, he's, your, he's uh, my favorite. I mean, he's your uh, – no, I know. I mean, but he's like your person. You, you, you compare people to. Like, you compare people to Mahomes all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, is there anyone that, like, you're just like – you saw last year with some glimpse, but, like, this year you think they're going to get more touches or, like, maybe even a rookie. Is there anyone that like that that you think you could think of? The well, I was until the man decided he wanted to gamble. Uh, Jamison Williams, I was super excited to watch mm-hmm. him. Um, because at Alabama, I thought he was just something different. On when you watch him, um, you knew he was going deep and you just couldn't stop the kid. So I was really excited for him, but he's kind of ruined his, his own career right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he's in a tough spot. Uh, I mean, but I mean. I think I think we're in a day and age where teams understand that these guys are irresponsible. I mean, as, as much as I mean, I, I mean, so. would you, I mean, I mean, I don't mean to you know say, say this lightly, but would you rather have him you know do a crime or would you rather have him you know bet on a sport in your in your facility, right? Where like you so have, you, so you got like guys or Jameson Williams. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, to a, to to a point, right? Where you, I mean, like you don't. I mean, like if the guys just gamble on, on in, in a facility on on the on the freaking table tennis, I mean you're not gonna get mad at him as much as you would if he is gonna be committing a crime where he's out late at night, you know, drinking and driving, and he kills somebody, right? Um, you know, you don't like 
obviously you want to build culture where, where people don't have off the field issues, but that's not going to happen nine times out of 10. So um, I, I don't really have an issue. Um, I mean, sorry, I don't really think that this is going to uh, make Jameson Williams kind of like a red flag guy. Um, I do think there's, there's, there's tons of red flags uh, in this league right now. Uh, but a guy I'm excited to see is Calvin Ridley. I'm super juiced because he, to me, he was one of the best. I think he was the best route running in our NFL when he was playing. Um, yes, I do believe he was a better route runner than Devontae Adams. I do. Wow. Um, I do. He was, he's no one to my, to my knowledge has ever been able to kind of get in and out of their breaks as fast as him, um, has been able to kind of get separation so fast from, you know, the fastest cornerbacks. Um, in a while, and I think Devontae Adams even actually had Calvin Ridley as one of his best route runners in the, in yeah, the league. Yeah, I saw that this summer. Did he? I think, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, so um, I, I didn't get it from my. I, I actually watched Calvin Ridley since Alabama days, but um, he's a guy where I think he's gonna he's gonna show out in um in Jacksonville. I think um he's gonna be a guy where he's gonna help that Jacksonville offense make that take that, that next I level. You got you got chips on your shoulder there from the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. You know, Peterson getting fired the way he did. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was viewed by some like me as a bust after his year one. Yeah. Um, Calvin Ridley, people are counting him out. People are saying the guy can't play anymore. And it's like, well, Evan Ingram, they said it was too small to play tight end. Right. It's like, yeah, Ingram, like, um, even Kirk, people were laughing at the contract they gave him last year in the offseason. Right. Yeah. I think he had like 1200 yards last year. He looked like one of the top receivers in the league. So, um, you, I, I I agree. I think really should have a pretty solid productive year. I'm with you any, on that one. <clears throat> any uh, last words you got for me? We got about a couple minutes left, yeah, but any we last words? In. We should just one in because I don't know if I'll be back. Um, the Raiders may have the ugliest season in NFL history. You want to elaborate? Let's hear. We got about a, we got about two minutes left. Yeah, when you look at the Raiders roster, I'm, I grew up Raiders fan for the record, right? Um, their roster is like really really bad. Like extremely bad. Like it's it's pretty pathetic about where the roster was a couple years ago to today. Um we don't even know if the running back's gonna come come in. They're saying he won't even sign, right? Yeah. Uh, so you got you just got rid of your star tight end. Uh Devontae Adams is there, that's cute, but I mean you ain't got nobody after him. Is Renfro like hurt and done? Out washed? I don't know. Uh quarterback, I have no clue who's gonna throw the ball. They're, they're, they're saying Jimmy G might not be ready for training camp. Exactly. So I mean, it. I I am bracing for a zero and seventeen season. Like it will be just uh, one way for Brady to uh, try to get his name back in NFL circles. Hey, come save us, our franchise. Because uh, that put him on. Continue to put up his path on the goat. You know, if he comes in, takes over this zero and seventeen team, and takes him to a Super Bowl. All right. Well, you heard it there. Last word from Zach. Um, I hope on that topic. I hope they get Caleb Williams. But uh, Zach, let's let's do this next time. Uh, we'll we'll for sure do this again. Uh, well, as long as you want. But um, appreciate you having on here. Um, and then um, look forward to uh, you know doing this next time. And then um, yeah, go from there, guys. Feel free to look at check check it out, and then uh, be on the lookout for another episode this week. Thanks, Zach. <laughs>